On bended knee I come With a heart I come Bowing down Before your holy throne Lifting holy hands to you As I pledge my life only thy grace I humble before 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 you before your holy throne as I sang father the words meant what I sang Lord father I'm not worthy I, I submit before you I'm not worthy Lord father thank you father thank you thank you for your grace in Jesus name God had been prompting me since ever, ever, ever since uh, he gave me this opportunity. I've been prompting me uh, to uh, give a message from the first day of this month when I, when I received that uh, the, uh, the promise of the year is, is actually for not to stop praying. The precept and, and the promise both, both says, both calls for continuous prayer for this year. So from that time onwards, God had been uh, prompting me and I started to meditate. I could not stop. So it went on. But then I am, uh, what, I, what I thought was whatever God gave me, let it, let, let, let it be in a one or two or three, uh, uh, three messages like a series so uh, so the, uh, the the main uh, aspect is the precept itself continue in prayer prayer without ceasing it's actually a pattern of life uh, what does it mean 
all, always praying that wherever we walk, wherever we go, we uh, say as if we do the mantra or other uh, for the uh, for the other gods they do the mantras all always praying is it uh, is it is it is it like is it like uh, you are praying inside a closet all the day and doing nothing no god actually what god intends by uh, by by uh, by this word continue in prayer is that we should have a private quiet time with god from the beginning and as the day grows we are praying for each and everything when we go and have our food the break breakfast we thank god then we enter into the car we again we pray father then again we go further when you enter the office whether you have some problem with uh, somebody you pray and then go there and you you get you you get victory over there so it's a continuous thing in a christian's christian's life in a christian a, a christian need to need to be always praying there are certain aspects uh, also of prayer which we will go through uh, either in this Uh, in this message or further when we continue how confident are you there are some quest, quest, questions which i am i'm throwing unto you how confident are you which actually god asked me how confident are you that your prayer shall be heard what motivates you to pray about everything and what is that hinders you from praying first of all what is the importance of prayer luke 17:1 says it offenses will come it underlines the importance of prayer it says that offenses will come this is said by jesus christ that that underlines the importance for prayer as a christian you have battle all along your life you are we are not when jesus said that you are not you are not you, you you are not secluded you are not taken out of it you have battle and as a christian you need to be victorious victorious in each and every situation wherever wherever you face you are supposed to be victorious and to be victorious you need continuous praying you need to be connected to god at each and every time jesus is a role model for us when we uh, read he always kept connected with his father we see that he went separately and then he prayed then again we we we, we see that in whatever situation he was always connected to his father now we read that in mark 135 in the morning rising up a great while the day before he went out and departed into a solitary place and there he prayed you know it shows that it he also went to a solitary place and he prayed so even jesus said when you want to you you want to pray you get into a closet that means a solitary time god wants god wants a private time of yours with god it is like the internet of these days you are always connected one day i believe in the last so many years one day there was no internet and all the offices were almost closed they were not working so if that is the situation how much that we should be connected that we need to get answer we need to get guidance we need to be led by god so how much how much is that how much is prayer important so uh, how much is internet important so the prayer is important it is much much more i just compared these two things because for nowadays you need to In, in, introduce the latest electronic things to make it 
parallel to the spiritual things because that is understood more. So, so uh, while we are going to consider uh, which are the right way of praying, we will just go through which are the wrong ways of prayers because Jesus said always not to. You know, uh, uh, Brother Stanley used to say that how not, how not. Everything in, the, in, in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7, it is used, how not. So Jesus was using the same thing. So here, we will just see which are, there are many, many things, but we are just bringing into our focus two or three. Now, uh, praying continuously without listening to God is not a complete prayer. In the, on, the, on, the first, uh, on, the, on the first day, we heard from pastor the same, uh, the same theme. For listening to God, for listening to God, we need our heart func fun functioning. Without our heart functioning, we cannot listen. So when we read Matthew 6, 7, but when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking this statement of jesus explicitly makes it very clear that when we pray with our mouth without pouring our heart it shall it shall not be heard so what is it that pleases him what is it that pleases him if what it pleases him is your heart, your heart which is being poured down in front of him. Uh, David puts in, in a different manner. In Psalms 51, 17, it says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, Thou will not despise. He's put it in a beautiful uh, uh, way. And then he is mentioned about sacrifices because during his time the sacrifices were there. At that time, he was a New Testament believer. He, he said the sacrifices of God were not lamb and bullock or whatever. It is a broken spirit and a broken and a contrite heart. Leviticus 1.3, I just wanted to bring the offering, how in the Old Testament also it was done. The offering be a burnt sacrifice. Burnt sacrifice, we are all uh, learning, uh, learning the, the, uh, for the cell, we are learning pride. And here it talks about burnt sacrifice. Burnt sacrifice means self to be burnt. It's a sacrifice of self. You lay it in the altar and the sacrifice is burnt into ashes. The same way when we put ourselves into the altar, the, the fire of God burns ourself, ourself. So the Self, self uh, there, what we read is in Leviticus 1.3 is that uh, let him offer a male without blemish. A male without blemish. A male without bullock. It, it is referred as a, as a sacrifice. Whether it is a bullock or lamb, it should be a male without any blemish. Now, David links these two things and says that, uh, says that he equates that male without blemish into a broken and a contrite heart. So the offering that we do should be acceptable in front of God. It should be a male one. It should not be a one that is uh, ling lingering. You know, that is having some problem for the legs or whatever. It should be full. Whatever you offer, when you come to the church, you come on the right time, before the worship starts, not at the middle. 
because at the middle when you when you start you 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 lose the worship at the same time you disturb others so you know the worship should be with your own heart it should it it should be everything even the quiet night quiet quiet time that you have you should have separate quiet time you should reverence him you you should reverence him come before him you should reverence reverence him he is the almighty god now uh now we cannot uh, uh talk to the most holy god just as casual as a uh, cash cash casually or as boldly as we talk we know that his pre- presence is awesome so when you submit yourself that is yourself into the altar into the altar each place you sit each place you stand up that is an altar you have to understand that you are standing up in front of god that is an altar you are offering you are offering your sacrifice in front of god and that is the altar so uh, i'll just give you a small uh, meaning of altar ex Exodus 20:24 it says that an altar of the earth of thou make unto me god says and shall sacrifice their own thy burnt offerings god is most important uh, most interested in burnt offerings and peace offerings and thy peace offerings thy sheep and thy oxen in all the places where i record my name i will come unto thee and i will bless thee god's presence god says that wherever you do you do the sacrifice in that altar there god will come and bless you uh god will come and bless you so so you have to always understand that when we all come to the church the church in the bible it is said that you should be we should be neatly we we should be neatly dressed first 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 of all we should not go as if we are going to a fashion parade we have to be very very careful we have to reverence god the bible bible says cover your head for the ladies but at least cover your body i am always i am always for covering your head but you should cover cover your body neatly not by part you whom 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 you are going to pray and who will who will who will hear your prayer unless your sacri- your sacrifice is perfect it should be a male it should be a male and a perfect 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 one if it is not a male and a perfect one it is with blemish god will not accept it so whom you are trying to please we have to be always with reverence we have to come before 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 god we should not play the game we have to always reverence god in everything in everything then god will please will be pleased and there he will come as a fourth person there he will come as a fourth person otherwise we will just pray 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 it will not happen you have to please god not not on all on a sudden each and every step how god guides you now uh now the uh, other thing is the other thing that we uh, we we need to uh, think is when we when we when we pray that it should be a dialogue talking from the heart we we were thinking now talking from the heart and then li- listening strengthens strengthens the relationship and builds a relationship based on a dialogue jesus wants to f- fellowship with us god wants to fellowship with us that is the reason he called uh, the israelites from from uh, from egypt so he wants to by fellowshipping with us he wants to reveal himself he want to show himself how good he is how how loving he is only when you fellowship with god you will you will understand him more and more but if you don't fellowship 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 him fellowship with him you will never understand how good is the god because god will be uh, uh, will be only a theory but to be practical to to feel 
to be guided and to be led, you need God to fellowship with us. Now, uh, now he and and you need to you 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 need to sit in solid solid solitude while he is speaking. You know, as uh, Samuel did, Samuel while he was praying, he heard that voice. The voice was very soft. In most of our cases, God is speaking to each of our situation. God is speaking to us, but we are not able to hear that. Why? Because our heart is already with full of other sounds. With full of other sounds. Suddenly, a mobile rings. That sound comes into your heart. You just go out and talk. Why can't you give uh, a, a, a solitary time for God and then sit and hear from Him? Now, uh, now we need to spend a very quality time. You are, not, you, you are supposed to have a quality time with God and you and God alone. Let the prayer sprout from that solitude with God. Let it sprout. Let the prayer start from that, from, from that state of your mind. The second, the first we, uh, we looked, now the second is praying to Father by rejecting Jesus. By rejecting Jesus, your prayer shall not be heard. By rejecting Jesus, your prayer shall not be heard. Just, uh, try, just say once again, by rejecting Jesus, by rejecting Jesus, your prayer shall not be heard. Uh, Matthew 16, uh, 16 13, uh, 13 uh, further, it is actually Jesus was walking with his disciples and he asked the disciples, whom, uh, whom do men say that I am? Then they said, John the Baptist, Jeremiah, Isaiah, some of the prophets. And then, immediately, who said? Peter said. Who said? Peter said. Uh, those who are sleeping say hallelujah. Thank God. Yeah. Because I am not that good in saying, saying that because I'm a little bit slow. If I'm fast, maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Now... Uh, G, uh, now, he said that thou art Christ, the son of the living God. Thou art Christ and the son, and the, he, the son of the living God. This is a very authoritative answer that he gave. Immediately, Jesus said, you just read the rest and immediately you understand that Jesus did not expect it from him. So it was, it was, I was reading this for the first time and I was thinking, and I was, when I read this, the, the revelation was so much, that was about 25 years back, and I was thinking, oh God, this is a beautiful verse, but later on I understand, this I understood, that it was a, it was a, a very authoritative uh, verse, because Jesus says that it, that uh, Simon Berjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Uh, reveal, uh, revealed, uh, has not revealed. Has not revealed. What not revealed? What not revealed? The revelation. That, the revelation. I want, I want you to think along, along with me. Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. The Son of the living God. So that revelation, he said. So he, Jesus, Jesus said that my Father revealed unto you. And then he said, Thou art Peter, upon this rock. Upon this rock. Thou art Peter, upon this rock. Which is that rock? It is the revelation, it is the revelation that you are the son of the living God. 
you are the son of the living God. Jesus is the son of the living God. That revelation is the rock, is the rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates shall not prevail. Now, uh, so uh, 16 says, uh, six, uh, the 16, 19 says, the 19th verse says, I will give you the, then Jesus goes on and says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You know, in most of the translations, it has come key. In other languages, it is key. Here, it is keys. That is the reason that whenever we go for uh, references, we need to really look into the, uh, the, the, the basic version from, from where at least we can take this. So it, it is keys. You know, where in Rome there's a statue and uh, Peter is standing. It's a very huge statue and he holds two, two keys. Uh, there I thought that it is not key because in, in my Malayalam, uh, uh, my own language uh, Bible, it is said key. So from there I understood that it is keys and it is two. Then I was pursuing for that, and uh, then God, then God, uh, while meditating, He gave me the revelation that this is one of the key. And then Jesus says that, uh, in order to ensure that it is the key, it says that uh, you prohibit on earth what you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven. And you prohibit and permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. This is the use of key. Now, this particular uh, uh, is the key to kingdom. So, son, uh, uh, Jesus is a son of the living God, is a key to kingdom. Now, uh, Now, it is a foundational truth which is misinterpreted like because rock, Peter's name is rock. Because of that, without looking into the context, it is misinterpreted in, 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 many, in many ways. If you meditate the word, God will open up things here also. If you read from the context, not from that word, now, First uh, John two twenty two says, "Who is a liar? But he that denieth, denieth that Jesus is the Christ." Then the next verse says, "Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. Same hath not the Father." So it is a key, it is a key, it is a revelation. Now Paul, uh, Paul has taken it to another level. Here, what we, what we read is, uh, what we read is that it is a key. It is actually foolish to leave Jesus and to think that we can lead, lead a life which is right with our conscience. It is very, very foolish. You cannot live a life which is pleasing unto God because Jesus, Jesus is the role model. First of all, we are all sinners. We need a start. We need a start. Sacrifice on the cross, why it is key is sacrifice on the cross. If suppose that sacrifice on the cross was not there, what would have been my plight? What would have been your plight? I don't know about yours, but mine is definitely bad. I would have, I don't have any, any chance, any chance. I was lost. I would not be living. So, uh, you need a, a chance. So, uh, sacrifice on the cross, if Jesus did not give him as a full sacrifice, I, I will not be saved. So, the start is the sacrifice of God. See how important and how important Jesus is in your life. Now, uh, when we read 
Paul, Paul has mentioned this as mystery. Has mystery. In 1 Corinthians 2 7, but we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. The next verse says, which none of the princes of this world knew, for they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Here, we understand that Jesus was the wisdom of God, and it was a mystery. It was a hidden wisdom. And if this was known by the people who crucified, people who crucified, they wouldn't have crucified him. This Jesus is the mystery of God. Jesus is the mystery of God. Please say, Jesus is the mystery of me. Because if Jesus was not there, you all won't be sitting here. Uh, now, uh, Paul had put this mystery for us to understand in a much beautiful way. Colossians 1, 14 to 20. I'm just reading it. There is nothing, no explanation is required. There's no explanation is required. It is just glorifying God. You can also repeat it. Colossians 1.14 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creation, the firstborn of every creation. For and by him were all things created, and that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they, they be thrones or dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him. See how he reveals the mystery. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased that Father, it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. In him all fullness dwell. He's a role model. He, in him all the fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be in earth or things in heaven. How beautiful the mystery is portrayed. How beautiful. The same way the unknown author of Hebrews, uh, in Hebrews first chapter, third verse, he, he is the radiance of the glory of God, an exact imprint of his nature. Exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Imagine, imagine, imagine how great is our God. Imagine how great is our God. If you believe in him, say amen. amen. If you want to overcome flesh, you need Jesus. The mystery again. If you want to overcome the world, you want Jesus. If you, you may have everything, but if you do not have who is the mystery of God in your life, you are, the, you are missing the most important person in your life. The most important person in your life. Now, hear me. I'm just going to say a very authoritative word with Jesus. Jesus said, I'm not worthy. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No man, can, uh, no man come unto the Father 
but by me. The next verse says, John 14, 7, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. You would have known my father also. He is the way, he is the truth, and then he is the life. It's a very authoritative, very authoritative, very authoritative. He will make the dead alive. That is what life means. Life means he will make dead alive. He just said to Lazarus, he came, Lazarus, come forth. That was enough to give the life. So he is the life. He is the life. He is the truth. He said to Pilate that I have come to witness for the truth. He has come to witness for the truth. And, and then he is the way, the only way, the only way to salvation. Whatever you do in this earth for salvation, it, you will not be saved. Whatever you do, you make, you, make your, you make your body boil in oil, still it will not give you sal sal salvation. The only one thing, you can get away from this world, but you, you are not saved and you cannot be free. So, if there is anyone who has not received, please keep your eyes closed. If there is anyone who wants to accept, who wants to accept God, if there is anyone who has not accepted God as a key, as a foundation in your life, keep all eyes closed. Keep your hands up. If there is anyone, I, 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 I wish to pray. I, I, I wish to pray. God sees. If you, if you wish, if anyone wishes. Amen. <clears throat> now, uh, when Jesus said this, it's a very bold, solid, dependable, trustworthy, and authoritative statement. When he said, I am the life, I am the truth, and, and I am the way. When he said that, it was a very, you, it is a bold, solid, dependable, trustworthy, and authoritative statement. Prayer is not a prayer without accepting the Son of God. We'll move to the next. Is praying unto God without confessing your ongoing sin. Why I used ongoing sin is many people are still, still, I was, I was, I just got over, over it. So many people, they might have, they know that there is a sin in them, but they are not able to conf confess because of certain things, but in your mind, in your mind, in your mind, if you decide, if you decide that I will do it for Jesus' sake, for God's sake, it is accepted. It is accepted immediately, and he will make the way. Sin will hinder the presence of God. Unless we confess our sin and get reconciled with him, our prayer Will, uh, our prayer is not a prayer because it will never reach God. It will never reach God because with sin you cannot, you cannot pray. If one is sincere with God, he will be able to see his sins and shortcomings of life. Then he has to con con confess and uh, confess it with God and surrender once and for all. Uh, this is the normal thing which, I, which we want to discuss is there are certain sins which are hidden, which are hidden, which by uh, daily life you are not noticing it. There are sins. At the time you committed that sin, that's, it, it was mentioned that it is a sin. But over a period of time, it is not a sin. It is mostly called as hidden sin or those uh, sins that is very much uh, uh, in, in, uh, in, in uh, Hebrews 12, 1 says, it is in the middle, middle part, 
and the sin which holds us so tightly. It says, the sin which holds us so tightly. Mean to say, it is not ready to leave you. It is not ready to leave you. Uh, Jesus says, uh, Matthew 5, 23, if therefore Jesus has gone in depth, it says that if thou bring the gift to the altar and there remember that thy brother has something against you. Brother has something against you. You all know this verse. Now, so it is, so it is important that if there is any unforgiveness, if there is, this is very common in, in us, unforgiveness, you are not able to forgive. At any point of time, you will say that I have forgiven. But when the time comes, no, 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 he did like that to me. Don't, don't think that I am, I am not saying that. I am saying that. The only difference is immediately God says, you are not supposed to say that. Because God, it is me who has cleansed you. So you don't have the right to say. So we have to, if there is any hidden sin in us, if there is anything, anything that, is, that is not reconciled with God, we need to reconcile it with God. Psalms 98 says, Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. You know, seek our iniquities are there before him. The iniquities are there before him. But the secret sins are in the light of, count of his countenance. Light of his countenance. He looks into secret sins more than the other one. Because the other one, you, we, we can all say we are not murdering, we are not going and uh, robbing others. That's all done. You stop smoking, you, you stop drinking. This is all done. But what happens is the, the secret sins, it is hidden. It is hidden in you. So that is why if there is any unforgiveness, there are people, there are people, so many people who have not reconciled with God. They have this unforgiveness in their life. They are keeping every time. If you are not sleeping, say hallelujah. See, See the opposite I said? No one, no one, uh, no one. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so, thou has set, uh, the, God has set our iniquities before, before thee. The secret sins in the light of his countenance. Uh, Matthew 18, 15 says, Moreover, if thy brother, you know that, 15 to 20, 20, 22, it says that, it says that you have to forgive your brother. The, then they ask how many, how many times, seven, then it ends in the 22nd verse, seven uh, I say unto thee, until seven times, but until 17, uh, 70, 70 times. Now in the verse 18, there is a particular verse, says that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. You see the key here? We said that it is the key that gives you the power. We see the key here again. That is the reason in that statue that was made by someone uh, who is very spiritual, who went through the word, and when they made, they made two keys. These are the two places. This is in 16 and in 18, Matthew. It is very clearly mentioned that in these two places. So unforgiveness. If you have unforgiveness in you, it is a, it, it, it is a hurdle. It is a stumbling block to enter. That means, that means you don't have the key. It's simple as that. You don't have the key. We are all given the keys, not only to Peter. You understand? 
we all are given the keys. We have to use it. If we use it, we can also enter the king kingdom of God. So, uh, so this is what I want to uh, pinpoint. Unforgiveness, unforgiveness is a key. Is a key to heaven. Uh, so sorry, forgiveness is a key to heaven. I'm sorry. Now, uh, now the Luke seventeen four says seventeen four. Luke says, and if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turns again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive me. And the, what did the apostle say? Increase our faith. Increase our faith. That they were not able to have that kind of forgiveness to forgive. So immediately they said, they said, increase our faith. For this, Jesus, Jesus in the New Testament, about, uh, about prayer and uh, about prayer and especially after uh, uh, fasting, Jesus has mentioned one about this, that we need to fast for this. For, for what? For not to get a car, for not to get a house. It is to increase my faith to increase our faith. We need to fast and pray. Now, in Luke 17:4, it gives, and if he trespasses against thee seven times, and the apostles said, increase our faith. Then the next verse said, 17:6 says, and the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked up from the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. When I looked for the sycamine tree, sycamine tree is a tree that is seen in the wilderness. In the wilderness. And the sycamine tree is the one that keeps a lot of water. And that is God. It is all here. When I looked into the picture, I see that it's all here. The sycamine tree is the one which lot of roots and there is one root which is going down. So this tree is quite strong because in the wilderness, what happens when the storm, uh, the, 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 uh, storm comes? When the uh, storm comes, it is very hard. So it is very difficult for a tree to hold on. So it has got the root which goes down, and to take the water from from under, un, underneath, and uh, then uh, it has got all the roots to keep him standing. So this kind of a tree, this kind of tree, Jesus says that if you have the faith as a grain of must, must, mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, be thou plucked by the root and thou be planted in the sea. Mean to say, here, God, you have to always look into, look into on what context God is talking. Jesus is telling. Jesus is talking about unforgiveness. And we already uh, read that there are certain sins which are too much tightly close with you. Very tightly close. This is one of the, one of the, uh, uh, one of the sycamentary is an example for that unforgiveness. That unforgiveness is so much rooted it can stay for years because it has got the water. Even the dryness comes, it is there. Even uh, the storm comes, it is there. So the sycamine tree, the difference is it has got the power, it has got the capacity to hold on until it is taken out by root. So Jesus says that the importance of of praying and fasting to take out the sycamine tree in you, in me. Sycamine tree is a very clear picture of unforgiveness and any kind of sin which is deep-rooted and which haunts you, which haunts you. When Moses was, uh, was uh, attacked 
by Amalekites. When Amalekites came and attacked, that was the time that he was, they were totally weak. And from that time, uh, Moses says that Amalekites should be, should be totally taken out of the earth. Their memory should be removed. It is, so the memory should be removed. The same kind of a sin is this. The memory should be removed. If the memory is not removed, it will pop up in the right time. In the right time. We don't know at what time it comes. Probably at the end of our life. At the end of our life. Now, you require a lot of courage. A lot of courage. That is not your courage. We need the courage from God. From God alone. For God alone to forgive. You need a lot of courage. And you need to be brave. Brave to forgive. You need to be humble. Uh, uh, you, need, you need a lot of strength. A lot of strength from God. God will give you strength only if you are weak. You are humble. If you are humble, God will give you his strength. The same way, if you want to forgive, you need a lot of courage. Courage and strength. This is only possible from God. Because with your strength, if you go and fight it out, you can, go, you can never go close to whatever it is mentioned. It is never. So, forgiveness, it, first it takes place in your heart. Once, if you take a decision from the church, when you hear the message, to forgive somebody, it happens in your heart. Forgiveness is not alone in the heart. God understands your conscience. It needs an action. It is complete only with an action. So only when you complete the action, you will have the key. God says that I will give you the key only when the action is done. So you will get the key. Whatever you say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cast this person, this person in him out. No, 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 nothing. It cannot happen. First of all, you should be submitted. Your heart should be submitted. You should be submitted unto God. Your heart should be always in prayers or a sacrifice. So the sacrifice is the basic thing which is required. So, so what we uh, what we confess, uh, so uh, we, need, we need to make this forgiveness a reality. You, we need an action. We need an action. Whoever hears this message, if you have any unforgiveness in you, you need an action. Then 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It is not some unrighteousness. It is all unrighteousness. So if we confess our sins and lay it down, lay it down, then he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. So God wants a prayer from heart. That is the basic thing. One is from the heart. Basically, God intends, looks at your heart. It should be, an, it should be a sacrifice. In, the, in Leviticus, again it says, the sacrifice, the, 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 the bullock or the lamb, once it is brought, it is killed, the blood is sprinkled on the altar. The blood stands for life. I don't have the time to go, go, go for the words. Word, life. And with your life, 
you need to uh, you, you need to make the altar holy with your life with your dedication with your submission you have to make the altar holy so that is one that is another thing then when the when the sacrifice is kept on the altar you have to remove the skin you have to remove the skin that shows that yourself should be totally removed your uh, self should be totally removed and then make every uh, uh, the the sacrifice into pieces hand head uh, legs everything separately cut you read all in leviticus from 1 to 7 and you lay it on on the on the uh, logs and then set fire then it is a totally it is a sacrifice god looks at your heart if your heart is is fully submitted unto god god accepts secondly god accepts only if you accept jesus christ if you go with your righteousness god will not accept so that is another very important thing jesus is the mystery he is god's mystery he is god's mystery in um, uh, in, in in the in the, in the same chapter colosh colossians when it goes down it says christ in you the hope of glory christ in you the hope of glory god intends to live in you christ in you the hope of glory so ultimately christ in you the mystery is in you what did i say say mystery is in me so when mystery is in you god accepts your prayer third with sin you cannot you cannot go to the throne of god with sin you cannot whatever you do whatever you say any sin any anything which you did not lay it on the altar it is going to be a stumbling block it is going to be a stumbling block it will come at the time when uh, when moses said to kill all the amalekites to saul he left some and that was the reason for his backsliding so if saul who was selected as a first king of israel could be dethroned who am i who am who are we so with sin we cannot go we cannot go in front of god so what what we need is summit unto god summit unto god i'll just sing this song once again it's a beautiful song it's a beautiful song where god accepts can you all just stand up please on bend knee i come with a humble heart i come bowing down before your holy love anew as i pledge my love anew make your life i holy praise in spirit i worship you let's just remain in an attitude of prayer don't lose this moment
you have just sung that song on bended knees i come with a humble heart i come bowing down before your holy throne the bible tells us that when jesus walked on this earth and he had disciples with him who walked with him who lived with him who learned from him and yet they had to ask him one question or they asked him one thing which was as mentioned in luke chapter 11 verse 1 lord teach us to pray lord teach us to pray they knew that just because they had lived with jesus for years it did not assure them of anything except that they had to learn how to pray and they had to learn that jesus is the only way today you and i have to learn that Jesus is the only way. And with all of us in an attitude of prayer, you've got to ask yourself this question. If my prayer is to be heard, do I actually know this Jesus? Have I actually received him into my heart? is he my only way because if there is someone here who does not know the lord jesus christ and you also want to pray and you also want your submission to be heard by god you better get jesus into your life all eyes closed all heads bowed if there's anyone here who wants to know the lord jesus as his or her personal savior you have heard that jesus is the only way you have heard the revelation of the declaration that jesus is the son of the living god and if you want to accept him don't worry about the people next to you raise up your hand if you want to accept jesus as your personal savior the time for games is over the time to be bending to different doctrines is over the time to take a stand for christ has come if you want to accept jesus christ raise your hand don't worry about the person next to you put your hand up and to the rest of us now nobody has raised his or her hand so i would take it that everyone knows the lord jesus christ there is one more key that you need to answer is there unforgiveness in your heart are you walking about in an attitude of unforgiveness search yourself don't search your neighbor search yourself look back into the many years of your life has unforgiveness ensnared you is that a hidden sin in your life talk to god tell him god uproot this from my life uproot unforgiveness I do not want to remember any hurt assumed or real that anyone has committed against me. It's between you and God.
Remember, the Bible says that on that day, each of us has to give an account of himself or herself. Not collectively, individually. Do you have an attitude of unforgiveness? Talk to God. Maybe that's not our problem. Then there is one more thing we need to do. Submit to God. Submit to God. Surrender yourself 110%. That means more than what is expected of you. Surrender. Submit to God. Submit. Submit to God. Thank you, Father. Church, let's talk to God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, that you have chosen to teach us the depth of prayer today, Lord. It's not what we utter that really matters, but what comes out of our inner being. Father, search our inner being, Lord, and cleanse us from the inside out. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that right at the beginning of 2017, in the first month when we have declared that this is the year of prayer, Father God, this reveals to us, Lord, that you want to answer our prayers, but you want us to get right with you so that you can release all those answers to our prayers, Lord. That by the end of this year, every one of us can say, the Lord answered my prayers. Father, help us to get right with you. Help us to get right with you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for your servant whom you have used this day, Lord. Father God, we ask that more of an anointing be poured out upon him, Lord. That you will help him to study the word and bring it across to us greater truths the next time he comes, Lord. Father God, we ask that you pour out your blessings upon him and his family, Lord. We commit them into your hands. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, continue to minister to every one of us, Lord. Help us to have that broken and contrite heart, Lord. Break it where necessary, Lord. Break that stubbornness of our hearts, Lord Father. Break that stoniness of our hearts, Lord Father. And help us to come to you, Lord, broken and with a contrite spirit, Lord Father. That we will be found acceptable unto you, Lord. We thank you, we praise you. Father, be with every one of us, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hands. We surrender ourselves into your hands. Take charge. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, let's share the grace as we go out. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Church, let's move outside. Remember, those who need calendars, you can still get them. Let's move outside. As mentioned earlier, only mothers with strollers will use the door at the back. All the others.